Disclaimer! Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Disclaimer, Joss Jules and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There's also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? I'm really excited because we're going to get to talk about all of our super spooky stories and some of the things our listeners sent in are crazy. So I'm really, really excited about tonight. But Jules, how you doing? I'm doing good. I've been looking forward to this episode for a while because we've been kind of leading up to it. And it's uh, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm super stressed about BlizzCon and everything going on related to that. Things are getting better, um, but it has been super duper stressful. So, <laughs> yeah, cannot wait till it's over. <laughs> I can't even. I mean, like, I feel like I'm getting super stressed out about going to BlizzCon and all I have to do is go and show up. <laughs> like, if I yeah. had a party on top of that, I think I like, we don't even have to plan the meetup this year because our meetup is actually part of Con Before the Storm. So we were part of the um, Kickstarter that they did. So we were one of the stretch goals and they hit it. So we don't even have to worry about that. <laughs> it's amazing. That's awesome. Because the less you have to do trying to get there, the better. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, and this for some reason, this party has that for this year, This if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the CTR party that we run at BlizzCon for the Convert to Raid community and we kickstarter it every year and we do all of these, you know, so my planning starts in April <laughs> every year and then it's all the Kickstarter fulfillment plus all of the logistics around getting the party to go. And so I'm dealing with hundreds of people um, all needing stuff and tons of moving parts. And, and so um, it had this year just felt like and even the people who were helping us like this past weekend pack up all the stuff, they're like, this feels like we've got more stuff to deal with. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm so excited. I'm leaving for BlizzCon. Actually, I'm going to California on the 29th. So it's less than two weeks for me. I'm taking a couple of days off beforehand to just nice. rest and relax <laughs> and then and have some fun it looks like i'm going to medieval times now yay um, oh i'm so excited all three of us are I going know. right mm-hmm. are you i've really? never be- yeah. i've never been yeah so i'm yeah, very excited I, i've I'll never be been going I'll be going on on Monday when I get there, uh, the day after I get there, and then I'm going to Disney on on Halloween, and I'm Dude, so excited. I don't know that. how you're even doing that. That's gonna be insane. I know. Well, I've <laughs> been to I've been to Disney World uh, during the Halloween. I've been there on Halloween, which was really fun. It's really really fun, and so I'm dressing up as Hermione from Harry Potter oh, and fun. I've got the rope. I've got the wand, and so I'm just, it's just, like, I am going to have a Disney property, though. Tisk tisk. <laughs> you can still dress up. I, 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 
Disney World as a as a as a you know I think I went as a, with a medieval costume last time. Um, we saw everything. Anyway, I'm just really excited. There's things coming, and it's yeah, yeah. So. Nevermore, how are you doing? You're, you're, she's very blonde, you guys. She looks yes. so pretty. <laughs> I'm very bleach blonde. I'm in the middle of my hair transition right now. It will be blue, but I didn't have time before the show. So I'm good. I'm on vacation from work for this week. So I'm like chill. <laughs> you are so chill. <laughs> We've had like so much fun doing stuff and going out to eat and just relaxing and oh, it's been great. So we yeah. it's just, you know, a staycation kind of working on stuff around here. So it's been good. good. <laughs> and uh, so. Yeah, you know, I'm doing okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm all right. Still struggling with a lot of the same kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I was talking to you guys in chat and because of all of my crazy freaking internet issues and it's nothing to do with anything in our house, which is what makes it the most frustrating because if it was something in my house, I could just replace it and, you know, like fix it. But it's like something from our ISP. There's like something between them and our house that's messed up. And it like went down two weeks ago when we were supposed to do our show about uh, we were actually going to cover some professional jealousy conversations. So I don't want to get into too much of what's, you know, kind of going on with me and bugging me because I'm sure we'll do it on a future show eventually. But um, yeah, I just uh, I'm I'm kind of struggling a little bit right now. So like, I'm okay. It's just I feel like it's probably um, due to just the lead up to BlizzCon. It's like it kind of throws a lot of those issues into the limelight. (laughs) So you can you can really like um, ignore a lot of the stuff like day to day and week to week but then uh some some parts of the year it just brings it into very sharp focus so i'm trying to be like happy and excited about going to blizzcon and and seeing my friends and stuff and not worrying about a whole bunch of the other things but yeah uh professional life is tough right now (laughs) put it that way Well, we're going to hit that topic. I know we will, because I think we should. I think it's something that's really a good conversation to have. And, you know, hey, if we want to do it next week, we can do whatever the hell we want because it's our show. Very true. (laughs) You know, we don't have to stick to the other every other week thing. If if, so, if it'll help. That's what I say. Yep. I'm on board for that. Good. (laughs) So I don't want to spend too much time, you know, dwelling on too many of these things because we got so many super freaking cool stories from our listeners sent in today. Um, I know Nevermore and I have been talking when we actually brought up the concept of doing this show uh, to give Jules kind of a place to talk about some of the supernatural type paranormal slash out of the ordinary. And I'm saying all these things because I literally do not know what Jules' stories are. There's (laughs) nothing in the notes. She wouldn't tell us anything ahead of time. All I know is you didn't want me to. You didn't want me to. I know. No, I know. I'm I'm just saying. We are very excited. But because I have no idea what your stories are, I don't really know how to classify them. But um, I know Nevermore and I are in the same boat where we both are very super into the whole idea of supernatural, paranormal, everything else. But we've never had anything super cool happen to us. So (laughs) Nevermore and I are going to take on the role of reading your stories. And then uh, Jules is going to tell us some of hers. So um, we kind of wanted to do this episode because sometimes it's a little bit hard to and I I was actually talking to my mom before the show as well um, 
just because uh, she has some kind of similar-ish experiences. Some I'm going to share near the end of the show of stuff that's happened to her. But like, even when I told her we were going to do this show, she's like, no one ever talks about this stuff. That's so cool. Like, she's like, everyone, because she's like, even as she was telling me some stories over the phone, I could hear my dad in the background going, you're nuts. (laughs) And and that is kind of like, it's the, the general reaction. A lot of people are super skeptical especially in our like social um social circles we deal with a lot of very very smart very very nerdy people who tend towards the scientific so when you start talking about some of the non-scientific things they get a little bit eye-rolly so there will be no eyes rolled tonight Jules (laughs) this is your platform (laughs) you know so you want me to start up you want me to kick it off uh it's up to you I can I can can warm us up with a uh with a listener story if you want (laughs) sure go ahead I mean you know I'm not nervous about this at this point I've prepared myself to do it because, okay. but you know, the, the problem is, is that it does make people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't talk about it unless someone wants to hear about it. You know, like if there's an opening and so I've never said any of these stories in public in a podcast or anything like that. So I'm so excited. That was my little excited squeak. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll start it off with one one story that comes to us from uh, Stellar Leader. And uh, he says, hello, awesome ladies. You asked us to share our supernatural slash spooky stories. So here I go. I'm totally cool with you sharing my name on this or this time, by the way. He says, first, this happened back when I was in college. A group of friends and I had met to study at one of my friend's houses. We all spent the night there. Sleeping arrangements determined by my friend Manuel and I shared a room and a bed. He's straight, so no funny business there. We had barely barely fallen asleep when I suddenly felt a weight at the end of the bed, like someone had just sat down. I also felt immediately paralyzed with fear. I can relate to that part. That's for Mm -hmm. sure. (laughs) I couldn't move and I could barely speak to Manuel. He did hear me, though, because he had also been awakened by the same freaking sensation. We stayed there for a little while in the dark, barely moving and speaking in whispers. At one moment, I gathered the courage to extend my arm out of the bed and turn on the nightlight on my side. I swear the very moment there was light in the room, the weight lifted on the bed and disappeared, and we both felt immediately relieved. Needless to say, we we kept the lights on for the rest of the night. (laughs) So that's story number one. Story number two (laughs) is uh, back in college again. I was walking with two other friends leaving the campus and suddenly all three of us stopped and looked back because we'd all felt like someone was right behind us. Of course, there was nobody there. We kept walking and we felt the same thing again. But this time, only two of us stopped and looked while our other friend friend ran forward. When we asked why, she said she had clearly felt a hand on her shoulder. Those are my stories. Hope you enjoy them. Light and Good wishes for all of you. Thank you so much for sending your story in. Creepy man. (laughs) (laughs) I have literally. Okay, so the first part of this story like not necessarily the weight on the bed and i this is why i don't necessarily um kind of like tell these stories because i just assume it's all in my head you had someone else there to witness it so that's a little bit different but the number of times that i've woken up and felt like there was somebody standing at the end of my bed a couple of times when i was living alone in halifax i literally saw someone like just kind of like a shadowy figure but it's always like you're just waking up 
up. So you're like, how much of this is my brain playing tricks? Like, <laughs> how much of it is this? Do you is- believe it, though? Do you believe that that type of stuff exists? Well, and I guess maybe that's that's a good kind of thing to cover is that, you know, I'm I guess I'm one of those people who's. Not a yes, but not a no is the best okay. way I can kind of say. I guess I'm skeptical and I'm like Mulder. I want to believe, yes. <laughs> but I'm very like Scully in my way. Like if if the things that had happened to Scully and Mulder had happened to me, like I would definitely be the what's the most logical scientific explanation if there isn't one. Well, I guess then there are aliens and ghosts and werewolves and whatever, <laughs> you know, right. like, right. But but without um proof i guess i find it hard to believe but i really want to like right (laughs) so i guess that's the best way that i can um the best way i can describe it yeah sure and nevermore do you believe what do you believe when it comes to the supernatural well okay my background of like the fearing death and all that kind of stuff like i I would love to believe that there's like people around us all the time. Good looking out for us and all that. Um, I totally think it could happen. And I just think our science stuff isn't there yet. Like, I don't think they figured it out. Like, I think it's like future ghostbustery kind of like machine type things to like get there, you know? Um, But I like when you see shows like that, that are like, explaining that in a place that has something terrible happening in it, it would make sense that people's spirits feel stuck in a place like that. You know, they aren't gone from it. So I believe that kind of stuff. Um, Like I have not experienced, I, I want to have experienced this kind of stuff, but at the same time, it scares the shit out of me. Like I, I want to go ghost hunting so bad, but like if I was in a hotel room and that happened, I'd be like, see ya. Like I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the, that's the thing about me too, is that I have a very, like, I, I I scare so easily. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, okay. So yesterday there was something in our wall that sounded like it was like a chewing sound and like so i think we like we live in the country we probably have it was probably like a mouse or something anyways i heard this like chewing sound in the wall and then i went and got matt and i'm like okay you can hear this right i'm not insane and he's like oh yeah i hear it he banged on the wall and it stopped so he scared away whatever it was it could have been a raccoon on the roof too like it could have been a (gasps) lot of things i want to come visit I had I had turned my back on him for a half a second and he like bashed on the wall really really loud again and I wasn't expecting it I almost Aww. fell over I jumped so like I, <laughs> I scare ridiculously easily so for me the idea of like even walking through a cemetery when it's like not even kind of dark yet which I used to have to do all the on my like, like my way home from school and stuff just freaks the fuck out of me like I don't know how people actually I would love to go ghost hunting but same thing as you nevermore I'd never have the balls to actually do it <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and I would really like if I ever go like I would go with people who aren't going to fuck around and like mess with me you know like who, <laughs> even if they're not interested they're not going to like set me up to like scare me on purpose or what thank god he doesn't do that ben does not scare me on purpose because i would be so mad <laughs> that uh, never scares me on purpose either just kind of <laughs> he just does it he just does it because i'm just afraid he can't system that we have he has to go when he comes <laughs> so anyway like i mean i'm sure he would maybe 
go with me. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, he's shaking his head. He's like. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently he won't go with me. So I'd have to go with somebody else. But I would make sure that whoever I pick would not screw with me on purpose. Because I would actually want to try to, like, have an open mind about it without, like, making it a joke. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and I think for me, too, it's the kind of thing. And I think this is probably true for a lot of people. Like, I really do want to believe it because it's nicer to think that not only there's something after you know for myself but more along the lines of like that my loved ones are still around because like whenever you lose anybody in your life it kind of like it feels kind of crappy to be like well this this person was here and now they are not and it would be really cool if they still were right so you know i feel like there's there's that kind of element to it too where like I want to think that there's ghosts because if there's ghosts, then there's a chance that my loved ones are still around. But then there's also the flip side of that. It's like, if there's ghosts, then, you know, Jack the Ripper's still around. And that's also <laughs> freaky. So there's two sides to that hopeful coin. <laughs> right. Anyways, Jules, do you want to do you want to hit us with your first story? Sure. So um, so my my first story goes back to my childhood. Um and, um, you know, and I, I will say I've always been what's known as a highly sensitive person. And it's not like I'm super, like I am super emotional, but it's not like I cry at everything. It's highly sensitive person means that you pick up on a lot of stuff around you all the well, time. You've, you've talked about that a lot before on the show. Cause yeah. we had a whole episode where you talked about, um, basically like being an empath and picking up on all yep. the feelings around you and how, how exhausting that can be. Exhausting it is. And so with that kind of also comes apparently some supernatural <laughs> stuff. And so when I was younger, um, in my parents' house, uh, my parent, my, my childhood home was where my father and his brother grew up. Um, so it was his childhood home as well. And it's a, yeah, it's a one story ranch style, like with an L shape. And my room was on the very end of the hallway where all the bedrooms were. And occasionally I would go to my bedroom and my light would not turn on. And there would be this very ominous, very scary, uncomfortable feeling like you should not be here now and so I would go and I would like leave the room and I would go sit in the living room and then later on I'd go back to my room and my light would turn on and there would be no reason why like my dad didn't like reset the breaker or something like that and I never told my now I've had all of these discussions with my dad he understands like he's probably listening right now I think he is listening right now so he (laughs) knows everything that I'm saying um And I asked my dad, I said, you know, because my grandparents died, uh, the grandparents, my, my father's parents died before I was born. And I asked my dad several years ago, I said, where did grandma and grandpa, like, did they die in our house? And my grandmother had passed away in our house. And so, you know, she was like a wonderful woman. Everybody loved her. So my belief is that she was probably still there and I was a freaked out little kid. And so I just, that feeling of you should not be here. Like I'm trying to talk to you was, was, was misinterpreted, but that has happened to me in that it happened to me so many times in that house. And it was not like a super old house. It was, was that her room? Um, I asked my dad Jules and I, dad, was that her room? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can tell Nevermore's like freaking out right now. <laughs> I don't know if it 
was or not. So, the, like, at, early on as a child, I knew I could, like, you know, that thing where you saw something around a corner and then you turned and you realized I had that all the time. It happened all the time and I didn't know what to do with it. And so, um, I think I believe now as an adult, I probably just like pushed it away, but I probably was seeing ghosts at some point. That's what I believe. Um, because that feeling, and as I tell you more stories, <laughs> I think you're going to believe that. too. <laughs> so, okay. So that's where it starts. That's where it starts from. So, cause yeah, like, I guess we didn't really, I mean, we touched on what nevermore and I believe, and I just kind of assumed I knew what you believe, but I tell us. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I mean, I truly 100% absolutely believe that we are uh, surrounded by the spirits of those who love us, you know, who have gone and moved and, and, and moved to the spirit realm. Um, I also believe in, in uh, being able to, there are some people that can speak to the other side, can speak to spirits. Um, I also believe in spirit guides. Um, as I will tell you more about. <laughs> oh man. Explain some of this stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, you are, I am a, a logic based person in a lot of ways. I want to know that there's a proof of that. I, you know, and I had a long conversation about this with my dad one time when I went to go visit and my dad told me stories of things that he had seen. Cause he was a police officer when I was growing up and used to work the midnight shift oh, and I, uh, like, stuff, such yeah, a brave stuff man. <laughs> And my dad and I have a telepathic connection. It is absolutely a telepathic connection. I will not deny it because every single time that I am at his house, it happens. And, you know, I'll think about him and my phone will ring and he does the same thing with me. I was in the other room when I was out there in September and I was thinking about something. And then all of a sudden he blurts it out and it was not anything that was in context around us at all. <laughs> And I went, Dad, you did that thing again. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> we so just that's like it, that thing. You hear a lot of people talk about that in terms of twins. Like you hear that all the time with like twins yeah. across the country that, you know, uh, something bad happens to one of them and the other one knows it. And, you know, like all that kind of like just connection to people that you're super, super close to. Because I like I've, I've done that a lot, too, with my mom. Um, yeah. But like I've never thought too much of it. And, and maybe it's just <laughs> Jules are so much more sensitive than I am. <laughs> But, you know, you know, like I think it's also it's also acknowledging, you know, and saying, oh, that's just a coincidence. You know yeah. what? I don't think there are coincidences on things. I just <laughs> don't. I just don't. And so, um, yeah. So if you want to tell another listener story and then I can tell you my second one. Absolutely. Nevermore. Do you want to take away this one? This one's from Kira Rose Plays, who's been very active in our discord. So hi. <laughs> hi Kira Rose. Okay, I will probably stumble reading this. I'm not good at it, like Jocelyn and Jules, so bear with me. <laughs> oh, stop it. Is it, it's Kira? Is that who say it? Yes. Okay, so Kira Rose Plays says, So I have a number of supernatural stories. Some are just knowing things I've never been told before, like a negative event had happened in a space we visited before anybody told me the history, or having lost something for a long time and then dreaming of the location when I wake up to find it the next day. I However, wish I had that power, by the way, because right? I lose things all the time. That is the best power to have of life ever. <laughs> Me too. Um, 
she said, however, the real doozies happened while actively ghost hunting in an old building near my hometown, which I think is awesome and good for you for doing that. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to do it someday. Maybe I'll have the guts to Jocelyn and I, maybe we'll do a video series. <laughs> oh my God. Terrible. That would be so hilarious. Be like oh my God. It'd be so funny. The close up camera thing. What is that movie called? Oh, Blair, the, the Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. <laughs> It'll be me oh and Jocelyn God. in the woods. <laughs> we should try to fit it in. <laughs> we should find like some spooky, scary thing in Anaheim when we're there for BlizzCon. And just, I like, am not going with you. Aww. <laughs> Okay. Jules, you wrecked okay. it. <laughs> All, right. All right. So Kara says, one particular evening, there, wait. I can't read. One particular evening there, we had several things happen. We set up in a hallway that was notorious for what people called shadow people. Jocelyn knows all about that. Yeah. We first took a look around in the rooms we were going to sit in at sit just outside and then sat down in the hallway to observe at the end of one hallway was a set of double doors with stairs just to the other side. So periodically other people in the building would walk by with their flashlights and they would illuminate the outline of the double doors and the two windows that were in the doors. Then upon one occasion of a flashing light on the doorway, we saw, um, and she notes that if everybody sees the same thing when they're hunting, they tend to have a call out word to get the attention of everybody else without describing what's happening so that they don't like contaminate, I guess, what they're yeah, saying. Yeah, bias so their, they bias say, their other saw, hunters. Like, two headed yeah. bubble on the door. They just, I guess, alert each other. So they said, We saw a large figure blocking the light that should that we should have been able to see. We called hello once or twice before the illumination passed the doorway. And then we turned a light in the end of the hallway and there was nothing and no one there. <laughs> Fast forward half an hour. We were mostly just chatting and getting ready to wrap up in the hallway. When the person on the end of our group seated group says, uh, Hey guys, and a much more alarmed guys. <laughs> so we turned around to see what was, we all described as child sized figure running down the hallway to the point where we all reacted by recoiling the figures darted through the doorway to the room on the right before before where we were sitting and needless to say we were all a little freaked out i have after literal goosebumps right now <laughs> i know <laughs> after collecting ourselves we tentatively went into that room which we had already looked in and it was empty before we began and found in the center of the room a child's shoe <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> that's like I next wonder, level I mean, that that stuff makes me a little skeptical because it is a ghost hunting place. Mm. Oh yeah, so that that's when I get a little skeptical because you know I don't know I don't know it's just that that's when I'm a little skeptical. Some of it's tourism, and some people are just kind of hyping it to hype it. But yeah, yeah. And like how yeah. much of it is you know like images and projections and and people screwing with you and hoaxes and when it's when it's a known place. Yeah, I know what you mean, Jules. Yeah. Yeah. Not so that, that I would be but, any less freaked out because even when I no. go to like uh, <laughs> Canada's Wonderland or Disney World on Halloween and go through those mazes and stuff, when I was a kid and granted way too young to be in a maze like that, it was uh, my friend's birthday and she was like, we, it was her like 12th birthday. 
And uh, she was the kid that just like got everything all of the time, no matter what it was. Her parents were just like, yes, 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 yes. So she said she wanted to go to this like Halloween haunt thing. And so 12 year old Jocelyn was so freaked out by the time she got to the end of the maze that there were like people like pushing on the walls, like panels on the walls and the floor. And I literally both feet jumped on one of the panels because I was just like, no, stop. And all I heard was a big thump underneath. And so I go, ow. <laughs> I was like, sorry. <laughs> but I was really scared. Yeah, I totally, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to tell you my haunted house story later. We don't have time tonight, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I totally forgot why I was telling that story or where that was going at all, but... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> but yeah, hoaxy haunted house things. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. I was saying I would still be totally freaked out, even if it was a hoax. And even if I found out it was a hoax before or after, wouldn't matter. A little ghost child running at me would still scare the shit on me because uh, yes. we've, we've covered this. I, I'm just I'm so I'm such a scaredy cat all the time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, OK, so second story. Um, when I moved from. When I moved from New Jersey, uh, actually, I went from New Jersey to Pennsylvania. I went to school in Pennsylvania, and then I moved to Illinois after I was done with graduation. I lived in Chicago area for a couple of years, and then I moved to Madison, Wisconsin. So I kind of moved around a lot. And when I was in the Midwest, things were happening that were really strange. Like I would run into people and, you know, going to a store or, you know, people, strangers for sure. And they'd look at me and they would say, have we met before? And there was no reason why, because I didn't grow up there. And they're, they're like, they're racking their brains. They're like, did we work together? Did we go to school together? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I am not from here. Um, it was happening to me all the time. It didn't matter how I wore my hair. It didn't matter what, if I had makeup on, if I didn't, if I was heavy, if I was, if I was slim, it was happening to me all the time. And I was going to uh, a county fair, which was in uh, Madison. And I was listening to my favorite radio station had this psychic that they had on there all the time. And they were like, you know, the psychic is going to be at this fair. And, you know, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to wait in this line and I'm going to talk to this psychic. Cause I think that's, and I'm going to, and in the line, I am saying to myself, I'm going to ask this guy about why people always say have we met me. before <laughs> right they think that they know who i am i am not kidding you this is actually what happened i sat down in front of this guy he looked at me and he says have we met no <laughs> way i am not shitting you and i looked at him and i said no but i'd like to know why you asked me that <laughs> so what and did he say he just he just sat there and he blinked at me for a second and he goes because you have medium-like tendencies. You channel people who other people love that are surrounding them. Aww. And that is why these people are asking you this, because they see someone familiar in you. That's crazy. Isn't that nuts? That's why Jules and has such a calming presence and everyone loves her, because she literally is everyone you've ever loved. <laughs> 
And I was like, and this still happens to me all the time. I swear. I mean, you guys have never seen it happen because we're around people that kind of know who I am already, but, or have been at least familiar to the, what we're doing, Mm -hmm. but this happens. It doesn't happen quite as much as it used to, but it still does. Like if I'm taught, cause I tend to keep my head down now. Like, I don't like to, <laughs> I tend to keep myself from, but you know, talk about freaking. You think I'm making this up. I'm totally not making it up. This guy literally said exactly what was in my head that I was going to ask him. And that was his explanation. And I, and I said, well, you know what? That makes sense. If, 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 if I bring something to someone else, you know, having that ability, um, it makes sense to the work that I do too. Very true. It, it, it makes sense to the, to the, you know, that I can have, that connection with people. And it happens to me all the time in terms of that connection. I met a girl when I was in, um, Anaheim and we were doing that podcast, um, convention and we, I just, I clicked with this girl right away and she, you know, we were just chatting and I, I just, you know, I have sometimes a sense of when I can, you know, talk to somebody and just give them a message if you know what I mean you know Mm -hmm. and I you know she mentioned something and I said you know I feel like you need to be we were just talking about work stuff and she was kind of sharing all these things about how she'd gone through this major accident and how she had um kind of come to realization that what she was doing in her life wasn't really what she wanted to be doing and how all of you know she kind of helps all of her friends and I said did you ever think about like are you you thinking about like being a life coach or something like that? And she goes, Oh my, how did you know that? <laughs> People have been telling me like over and over that I should be a life coach. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, just story number two is Jules like, Coming and going and being a little bit roboty to you two never more, or is that just my yeah, internet was, being there? There was a couple spots that it it froze up a tiny bit for me. Oh, okay, uh, all right, but it, it wasn't for very long. It was yeah. just for a couple words. So. No, yeah, okay. and you're back now, so it's okay. I just okay, I was curious. I wanted to know if my internet was about to go down, but it looks like we're okay, guys. Knock on wood. <laughs> cool. All right, so I have a story that I'm going to share. This one, I forget. Oh, man, I forgot to write down who sent it in, but I'm pretty sure it was Everick. Everick, Everick, something like that. Varek, yes, um, the the one that the fan lives in Mexico, because <laughs> this is a, a very uh, very Mexican centric story. So I'm pretty sure that's who wrote it in. Um, He says, uh, I have a story that probably could have made me a believer if it had gone on a little longer. A while back, I went to a nearby town of Taxco with my girlfriend's family for her cousin's quinceanera. Is that how you say that? I hope so. I hope yes. I didn't butcher it. Okay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> they all stay. I know a lot of French things. I can pronounce the crap out of French, but Spanish eludes me. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> they all stayed at her grandparents' place, but I stayed in a hotel. My girlfriend couldn't stay with me, of course, because Catholicism. I stayed in Hotel Victoria, which is famous because it's supposedly haunted. My girlfriend has friends and family who have seen and heard unexplained things there and so on. When we checked in, we noticed crude makeshift crosses on the door. We asked the owner and he told us La Lorina had been visiting each night in the past week, terrorizing the guests. For those not up on Mexican folklore, Lorona? 
Lorona. That's what I'm going to go with. Was a mother who fell in love with a man who hated children, so she drowned her kids so he'd be with her. Then he totally cheated on her. So now she stalks the waterways of Mexico, driven by a hatred of men. Um, and I feel like there are quite a few different versions of this particular myth, um, but it's okay. like the most well-known Mexican folklore outside of like the uh, Chupacabra stuff, right? Uh, so very, very widespread in in Mexico, this myth. So uh, he goes on to say the hotel was actually really pretty. Part of the charm was how it was quiet and removed from the town. But as night fell, the tranquility changed into isolation and loneliness. There was also no Internet or cell service. When I came back to my room after the quinceanera around midnight, a dramatic, violent thunderstorm began to rage. I'm talking lightning so close the thunder literally shook the walls and the ra it rained so hard it sounded like rocks falling on the roof. Now the hotel's Lorona stories, I think I've said that three different times now <laughs> didn't uh or said that three different ways now <laughs> don't overly worry me everyone and their mother has a story here still i couldn't help but feel i'd walked into a cheesy low-budget horror movie isolated <laughs> hotel with a history crotchety old man sticking crosses on doors and warning me of impending evil sudden loss of cell service violent storm and then just as i was getting ready for bed and this is where it gets really creepy guys i noticed two <laughs> things <laughs> garrett's came out from behind or is it spike one of the cats came out of the door way behind Jules and I almost had a heart attack. <laughs> I only understood half of that last sentence. Never more. My cat is passed out in the hallway <laughs> He wasn't there a second ago and like as you were talking about leading up to like the biggest part like all of a sudden there was just this thing behind Jules. <laughs> you, you, you okay? <laughs> Oh, okay, keep going. <laughs> oh my god. Nevermore, I swear, if you ever actually saw a ghost, it would probably just kill you. <laughs> we talked about shadow people and stuff, and I just wasn't expecting something behind Jules in her hallway to move. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, just as I was getting ready for bed, I noticed two things. One, the room had two beds. Next to where I was sleeping, a little square hole had been cut in the blanket, making a little window to the area under the bed. So theoretically, something under the bed could be looking at me while I slept without me being able to see it. Had that been there when yeah. I arrived? I hadn't seen it. <laughs> Two, just before I turned out the lights, a cockroach the size of my hand crawled out of the wall. Anyway, uh. I fell asleep and briefly dreamed that I woke up to see someone lying on the other bed staring back at me, but that was my own fault. I made up a story where that happened to freak out my girlfriend when I first arrived, so there's no wonder I was dreaming of it. I would say the cockroach in the hotel room could also be explained by if the thunder was loud enough to be shaking the walls, could have woken something up and it could have crawled out of the wall. Just saying. But yeah, the, the whole hole in the bed thing. Ew. And, uh, and shivers and everything. But <laughs> it continues on to say... Uh, when I woke up, it was a sunny, beautiful day. Nothing out of the ordinary had happened, and I never met La Lorina. And so we got into the car to head back to Mexico City. That's when it started. My window was cracked the tiniest bit as we drove. Somehow a scarab fell out of a tree on the side of the road, fell through the teeny tiny crack as we sped past, and landed on me. I didn't think too much of it. Also, 
you're cracking your windshields big enough that like stuff can get through it. it. Yeah, you should probably get your windshield fixed, but um so uh, he says, I didn't think too much of it, but when I got home, I discovered my bed was full of ants. The next day, I went to meet my girlfriend at Starbucks by her work. The way On the way, a spider fell out of a tree and landed on my neck. When I was at Starbucks working on my laptop, a bright green jumping spider crawled out of the table and came at me. My girlfriend says she doesn't even think the species even lives here. <laughs> it went on like that for a week. Suddenly, bugs seemed drawn to me. I began to think my night at Hotel Victoria left me marked with some ancient bug curse of doom. But after that week, it stopped. So maybe that's how curses work. They just last a week and then wear off. Maybe I need to go stay in that room again to see if I can replicate my findings. But now I'm beginning to think it was my mind constructing a false narrative aided by the fact that I live in a tropical country full of bugs. There are no coincidences, people. <laughs> there are no coincidences. That's a, no, crazy a lot bug curses. of bugs in a tiny yeah. time span for you to notice that. Yeah, I, yeah. that's how I... Yeah, no, that's, that freaks me out, dude. Like, that really freaks me out. <laughs> The hole in the bed, though. Oh, my God. The hole in the bed. <laughs> Even if no, it was I, there I, ahead of time, who put the hole in the bed? <laughs> like, who's watching from underneath the bed? I can't. I can't. Mm-mm. Creepy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And nope. I don't know if it's better that you noticed it and didn't leave the room or worse. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I'd noticed that, I would have just yeah. been like... I'm out. Now we're going to have trouble in our weird hotel room for BlizzCon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am checking that thing like floor to ceiling. (laughs) There are going to be no bed holes for people to peek on me while while I'm sleeping. No. (laughs) No bed holes. I'm going to check behind all the mirrors and the pictures and stuff, too, because the kind of hotels we choose to stay in at BlizzCon are definitely the kind of hotels that would have holes in the wall for people to peep. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't even say it's only Rose choices because we had the dungeon room the two years in a row. Yep. So <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so Jules, do you do you have another story for us before Nevermore yep, takes I, another one? Yep. Here's my uh here's my last one for you. Um so remember how I told you earlier that I believe that there are that we are helped and and, and led by spirit guides. Yeah. Um and this is why I believe this. Um, I so I was I was 39. Uh, I'm 43 right now. So when I was 39, it was a few months before my 40th birthday. I was working uh, at my job. I was working, you know, the job that I didn't like. And, um, you know, my normal routine is that I would just, you know, every day I got in my car and I, um, listened to podcasts as I was going back and forth from work. That was what I did every day. And I got into my car to go home for the day. And I had this overwhelming, like feeling. And all I heard in my head was put music on now don't put your podcast on put music on now and I was like okay so I put some music on it was just background stuff and that entire drive home all I can explain is that I heard someone talking to me and they told really? me this. They said, yes, they said to me, they said, you know, um, don't be afraid. They said, 
you know, don't be afraid, but I need to tell you something. I am so impressed um, that you actually drove home. Like I, I yeah, I mean, you kind of go on autopilot. Like I was like, you know, you know how you like drive the same time, same thing every day. You don't yeah. even realize like how you got there. That's what was happening. I was doing my, my drive home and I said, don't be afraid. And it said, but, um, after shortly after your 40th birthday, your life is going to change. Your whole life is going to change and it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be pretty. And I'm telling you this now so that you can be prepared for it, but you don't know what's coming. <laughs> this is what it just said. Your whole life is going to change after your 40th birthday, but don't be afraid because we're going to be here with you. And I was freaked the fuck out. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is going on? I am like, I don't understand. I don't like what? Well, what the fuck happened? My entire life changed after my 40th birthday. Entire life. I changed where I live. I was no longer married. I moved to a different, I, so I moved, I moved to a different state. I moved, <laughs> changed jobs. My entire life changed after my 40th birthday. And this voice, this guide is there. Every once in a while when I need it, it comes and it, it talks to me. Really? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying not to have like my crazy skeptical pants on. I'm yeah, trying to have my open-minded pants crazy. on. But like, it sounds <laughs> fucking crazy, which is why I don't talk about this in public. Like, oh, Jules, you hear voices. Well, you know what? <laughs> Apparently, I needed it. <laughs> well, and and so I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna say you're crazy. I'm gonna say had it happened well, to it me, I would have thought I was crazy. I probably would have just been like, okay, Matt, we need to take me to a doctor like now because I'm literally yeah. hearing voices. Um, but oh yeah, I'm trying to keep my open minded. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that so there it is. I mean, this stuff happens to me. And a lot of times what happens to me, it actually happens to me on airplanes, which is a very <laughs> odd thing when I fly because I'm so I'm my mind, my brain in my I'm so busy. I'm so occupied. Mm. I'm so and going on an airplane is typically when everything tends to slow down, you know, right. I yeah. Actually, you lose and, all your connection. You don't have your phone. You don't have your Twitter. You, you know, you're ignore everyone around you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to ignore everything around you. And then you just, you know, you just kind of have time to think. And, um, I, this has happened to me a couple of times where I've, you know, again, very strongly compelled or feeling like pick up your phone open your notebook and app and start typing. I have notes of, and it's not my, it's not the way I speak. It's not the way I talk, but it's literally a message that I write out. It's weird. It's weird. I know it sounds weird guys. <laughs> and this is why like, this is not polite conversation topics. Like people go, Oh, you're fucking crazy. Well, you know, <laughs> Jules, you're what? fucking crazy, and I love you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I might be fucking psychic and save your, save your life. So. 
Well, and okay, so, so I'm I'm going to tell the story because, like I said, I talked to my mom before the show tonight because uh, she had told me something a long time ago and I wanted to make sure that I got all of the facts straight before I told it on the show. So I was talking to her and we basically had the same sort of conversation where, and like I said, my dad was in the background yelling at her, telling her she was nuts and like, <laughs> you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And she said something very similar that it's not the kind of thing that you bring up in conversation. And, you know, like she... My mom is the most like skeptical down to earth. Like she took computer science in the seventies at college when that was not a thing that you did ever as a woman. And like, she is a super duper practical scientific blunt woman. I love her, but Holy hell, she doesn't pull any punches. Yeah. So, you know, not necessarily the kind of person that you think that would be easily swayed by stuff like this. But even she like when I was talking to her, she was telling me that like she has dreams often that are and she called them not necessarily psychic, but like prophetic, like she dreams about stuff before it happens. And she said to me, she's like, it is the most frustrating thing in the world because she never knows like what's a dream and, you know, like what might potentially happen. She said like, so one of the ones that she dreamed that ended up happening years and years and years later was she actually dreamed about me. I was still a little kid. So this wasn't even like when I was in college or leaning towards podcasting or anything. Um, When I was a little, little kid, um, she had a dream of me growing up, sitting at a table, signing things. And I was not any kind of person. I didn't lean towards, like, I hated being the center of attention. I was super, super shy. I was, like, not in any kind of, uh, kind of, um, what do you call it? Not necessarily passion, but I had no hobbies that would potentially make her think that I would ever be famous for any kind of reason. But she had right. this dream of me sitting and signing things. And lo and behold, you know, like... Four years ago now, I guess, I was doing that exact thing at Nertacular. I was sitting at a table right. and people were bringing me things to sign. And I and I and there were pictures of me and I told my mom about it. And she was like, no fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> like, no way. And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, so she told me about this dream. She said she had another one where she uh basically like she she came into the basement my brother was watching that making a murderer show on netflix and they had a conversation and she's like she knew everything he was going to say even though she had never heard of the show before she had never like but she was it's like deja vu times a thousand which is something that i've always had except like she remembers the dreams i don't remember the dreams i just get super duper intense deja vu it's crazy Like I can almost like take your breath away sometimes because I'm just like, no, like this has happened before. I'm in some kind of crazy time loop because I've already lived this. (laughs) And and so I like when I was talking to her, I was kind of wondering, I was like, well, maybe I'm just super close minded or something. Or I like she remembers the dreams where I don't or (laughs) like Jules, you're super open to it and I'm not. So as much as I say, like, I want to believe this stuff, maybe my I I really don't. So I don't you know, I'm not as open to it. I think you do and that your brain is too busy, like trying to live in your dream and being chased (laughs) by (laughs) T-Rexes. You're too busy focusing on survival. You're like, I can't pay attention to you, futuristic information. (laughs) But like, 
like so that was that's kind of one of the things my mom was saying and she's just like there's literally no way to tell she's like half the time i don't remember the dreams when i wake up and she's like even if i do remember it there's no way to tell like what is actually you know my brain trying to process stuff from the day and what is uh vision again and it's funny because i i know the words i want to say but you don't want to say them because you're right jules it makes you sound a little bit nuts (laughs) it does and you know i mean i would say to her i would say for her to just be writing that down like Mm. you know there's your there's your proof like if she has it written down and then it's it happens on this day i dreamt that this is this 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 and it's dated on that day i mean come on yeah (laughs) there's your proof and like just how you're talking about like how she's very scientific and all that and you know saying certain things make people think you're crazy and whatever if you lived back in the day and this dude's like i'm gonna make a device where i could talk to you if you're in florida and i'm in this state over here you'd be like whatever dude you're fucking nuts like send, <laughs> send me a piece of paper with my name on it you don't know what you're talking about now we have the telephone you know what i mean yeah and then right. same thing with like flight like everybody's like oh well you can't fly we have to take stagecoaches blah 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 it's like now we can do that i just don't think that we're at that level of figuring it out yet you know right. So that's That's where I've a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily know or are unexplained or, you know, we haven't figured out yet. You're completely right there. Nevermore. And I think that's the camp I fall into, too. You know, it's just that, like, there is no way that we as people know everything, understand everything and see everything. No, no, I just I I know I'm okay with accepting that there is stuff that we won't understand, um, you know, and the, there's always going to be the quest to try to understand. Um, and, you know, I think for me, I probably, if my mind wasn't so active, if it wasn't so, you know, uh, constantly, I would probably be stronger at what, what happens to me. I would, but it would just, you know, it's because my brain is so freaking active. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's, that's what I believe. Um, you know, because you see, and, and this industry, the industry for, for supernatural and psychic and medium and all that stuff is rife with people who are frauds because, Hey, they can make money doing it. And that's why it's so, you know, we have to be skeptical. We have to be discerning. Um, but we also, I think, have to understand that there are just things you cannot explain that happen, you know, because nobody nobody can give you scientific proof of what happens after you die. Yeah. You know, what happens to your to, you know, if you believe that you have a soul, what happens to that after you die? You just cease to exist, um, you know, and but. How did you even get born in the first place? We don't know that either. Like, you know, it's just this. Well, and then so at least for me, how I guess my scientific way of potentially believing this stuff is just the whole law that energy cannot be created or destroyed. So if I am currently a being of energy, clearly I am making energy and using energy because I'm raising and lowering my hands right now. Like then, you know, when I die and can no longer raise and lower my hands, where does my energy? go and that's kind of the science way i think about it or kind of hope that that's how it works like (laughs) right right my energy must exist somewhere somehow right (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh so when i when we had um 
we had Kelly White, who was uh, on our show for Torrent Think Tank, and she's a psychic medium. Um, you know, her explanation and what has been explained to her and what she says is that we are souls, spirits, spirits having a physical experience. And that whole process is literally a an ascension process that souls go through in order to ascend to the highest level of of spirituality. And so it's like, okay, all right. So because when we can't explain why there are evil, awful, terrible people out there, and you think about it from a hierarchy perspective to start from the very basic visceral, like, you know, stuff and then moving up to sainthood if you want to put it that way if you want to go from there (laughs) well yeah it's kind of hard to to wrap your head around it when we don't even necessarily have the words for some of the things that we're talking about and some of the words that we have are words that come from religion which has all of its own stigma associated with it it can be difficult exactly yeah exactly so you know it was an interesting thing to to hear about for me because i've always just tried to understand why does that happen? Like, why are there these amazing, wonderful people and these horrible, disgusting, terrible people? And if we're all supposed to be in the same image or whatever you want to believe, why does that happen? <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, there's just so but, um, you know, all I will say to kind of conclude to this is that, you know, I know that there's going to be skeptics that listen to this and there's going to be people that say, Joel, you're full of it. (laughs) But if you're not someone who feels that way and you, and you feel like, Hey, I've got stuff that I want to talk about. I would be happy to talk with you about it. You know, it's hard because like I said, I've never said, I've never told these stories on any podcast. I've barely spoken to it outside of my family. Um, and you know, because I don't want people to think I'm a nut job because I'm not, (laughs) it's just stuff that happens to me that I can't explain. That's the whole point of the show, right? That's the whole point of slaying demons is we're supposed to be able to talk about stuff that we don't talk about anywhere else because you need to talk about everything, everything and anything that's going on. It all affects you and who you are as a person and how you view yourself and your place in the world. So out with it. Well, and like yeah. you were saying how people get taken advantage of and stuff, it's because when we lose someone, like you said, how you, you people kept saying, like, have I seen you before? It's because there's always that hope of loss that you miss them and you want to see them again. And that's why people take advantage, because they'll be like, oh, I'm seeing somebody whose name starts with a G. And you're yeah. just like, <gasps> and your mind is quickly like grasping it like who you know in that, you know, and I think Jules is right where there are people who truly can sense like what's around you and whatever. And like, there's information people can easily look up about you versus Mm -hmm. memories that only, you know, and you'll, it's sad that some people get taken advantage of, but their spirit and their hearts are just very broken where they just, they need that confirmation whether it's true or false and that's kind of sad but they need that you know and there's other people who you want answers and you're going to be able to tell if somebody's just feeding you shit like you're going to be like you're not this is not why i'm here i don't have a cousin jose or whatever you know so (laughs) just be very very wary of who you're 
figuring and contacting for stuff like that. Yeah. And when you're grieving and you're upset and you're missing someone, you're very impressionable. Mm. And there are con artists out there that are, are, you know, experts and how to just say enough to get you hooked in. And so I absolutely understand skepticism about all of it. And I'm a skeptic too. Like I said, you know, the story that was earlier, it's like, Hey, that could have been something staged that could have been something for the experience. And so you have to come at it with a skeptical mind. You have to, it's, it's most definitely, but I also do believe that there are things that happen that we can't explain and that there are people out there. Hopefully I'm one of them who can like tell someone something that they need to hear. And whether it's coming from me or something else, as long as it helps them, I'm down with that. Mm -hmm. Which is a great, like, that's a great way to look at it. And you're, you're coming at it from a, you know, a very honest and pure place where you're right. There's so many people in the industry that aren't right. Like, right. And I guess like my and I I should kind of preface this with saying I've never been to a psychic, but um, uh, many people in my family have been to psychics and they have, you know, varying levels of of things that have come true. But I mean, you just have to I, I think you do when it comes to stuff like this, because people there's like people are making a living off it. It's not the same as if yeah. Jules came to me and said, I have to tell you, blah, 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 blah. I'd be like, yeah, OK. But where, you know, someone's ta- someone's potentially making a living off it then that's where you have to go you know grain of salt and say okay well you know is it something vague like oh i sense a name with an m in it and then i go my dad goes by moth so you know Mm -hmm. like it's just like stupid stuff like that like you really have to be aware and you know they are going to be because it's how they make their living better at reading you than you are at reading them so and don't like sign up before you go or whatever like walk (laughs) walk in somewhere where it's they don't know anything about you yeah (laughs) like Mm -hmm. don't be like this is my full name and address and my mom's (laughs) last name and blah 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 like don't do that that's bad Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So just, you know, kind of like take anything that you hear from someone who professes to be a psychic with a grain of salt because it is how they make their living. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that everyone is full of shit. So, you know, just take an open mind. Yeah. Keep an open mind. Take it under advisement, I guess, Mm -hmm. would be would be my psychic advice. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, you know, that there and know that there are people that do this as a con yeah. And and a manipulation. And there are people that I do believe that that don't um, that do have that gift. And it's, you know, it, it's in varying levels. You know, I can read a room pretty easily if I walk into it. And that's just my natural sense. You know, if I I can pick out in the room, just like, OK, that's a person that's going to be OK to stand by. That person is going to be comfortable. That person is not. Um, and so, you know, I can do that. That's just a natural sense that I have, but there's no proof to that. Like I can, you know, you just have to kind of like trust your gut. And I think that that is the, that's the thing that I will tell people too, is that your gut tells you more than you think it does. You know, if you feel uneasy about a situation, you've got no logical reason why you should feel uneasy. Listen to what your gut is saying and really look around and see what's going on. You know, It's just, yeah, I, I, I can't stress that enough. 
Sorry, I'm just laughing at Jay in the chat room. And Jay says, my gut, <laughs> my wants, gut wants pizza. pizza. Listen to your I gut. I pizza too. Yeah, go I eat pizza. pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nevermore, did you want to take, we have one more listener story. Did you want to, to read it or do you want me to go through it quick? I will read it because it's good practice for me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's from Broken Bones, who is um, a constant person in our chat uh discord um and obviously with the name being broken bones like i honestly have zero clue about his like medical history but obviously his username is broken bones so Mm -hmm. there's a history there so anyway he says okay here is my weird supernatural story when i was in third grade during lunch period i knew that my left leg was going to break in my femur i also knew where in the hallway it was going to happen as we were walking back to class i left the line on the right side of the hallway and leaned against the wall on my left side right where i knew where it was going to break my leg snapped and i grabbed my lower leg my right hand and leaned and lowered to the ground the pain was not that bad for a femur as there was no trauma or falling but when my mother showed up at first she didn't believe that it was broken because i was not screaming the x-ray showed a clean clear full break and there was no shift or tearing that can happen with a fall from such a break i was spared a lot of pain that one time i cannot explain to this day how i knew exactly when and where it was going to happen and how to limit the amount of pain that i would feel that's a really powerful story yeah (laughs) like yeah how do you refute that like how do you and i don't like not even that i want to refute that but it's just like man that's i wish stuff like this happened to me <laughs> not that i wish that I, my I mean i'd say i say break, it was a spirit but... guide i'm just gonna say i think it was a spirit guide that kind of helped you through that one guardian angel if you will yeah okay. right please right time <laughs> nope 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 it was just that you know it was just a you know some it was a spirit somebody helping stepping you in to help mm-hmm. yeah i believe it because that's nuts <laughs> Yeah, and I know that he's like, mentioned that I think he has obviously issues with that a lot, but I mean, third grade and figuring that out, like that's not like now as an adult, he's like, Oh, yep. I have issues with this. Like it's going to happen right now. You know, it's like, he's a kid, like yeah. dealing with horrible stuff happening to him, but was able to figure that out. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think there's, there's a little bit of a, of a kind of time passing aspect to this story too. Right. It's like he, felt that he knew something and it wasn't like you know he was walking down the hall and then said oh my leg hurts or something yeah you know it was like he was sitting at lunch and he was like oh this thing is gonna happen to me and then you know like 20 minutes later he was walking down the hall and he's like this is the place it happens i better prepare and you know like there there's an aspect to time passing there that i think is is really important to the story so um yeah Thank you guys. Thank you everyone who yes. sent in stories, all the emails and the messages in the discord and stuff. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for participating in this and giving Jules the feeling like she's not alone. <laughs> we do appreciate it. I don't very think you guys think I'm crazy, one. but <laughs> I, I don't think you're crazy. I really, really don't. I'm, I'm just in, like, I am super, super skeptical and has nothing to do with you. It's just, it's one of those things where I feel as someone who has wanted this 
kind of stuff to, you know, happen to me and to be real and to, you know, to go my whole entire life and never really having any of these sort of experiences. I feel like it's my skepticism is more of like a frustration with my own life than it is a reflection of how much I do yeah. or don't believe you. That's all I it is. Like, yeah, no, I agree with that. Because um, Jules, when we were talking about that empathy episode, like I'm where we meet at that is because I can do the whole reading vibe get thing, but I like you surpass me on the like judging what's going on around you and sensing stuff like that. And I'm like, Oh, I'm so close. Cause like I have that. We talked about it and I'm just like, I feel things like that, but there's, it's no way in comparison to what you have. And I'm like, seriously jealous because like, I love weird shit. Like my whole life is like, Wednesday Adams and monsters and like he will walk in all the time. Ben will walk in and I'm watching like documentaries on Netflix about like serial killers and like the making a murderer and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, I, there's things like that where I'm just like, oh, I wish I could like feel the history of places like that. Like I was watching the HH H. Holmes one, the like America's first serial killer where he had like the murder house. Uh, <laughs> And I'm just like, it's so sad, but like, I want, like, I want to like help and figure out what happened to like, let them not have that ending, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I went, when I went to just real quick, I, when I went to the nine uh, 11 Memorial site, I couldn't stay there. I, I literally, I literally could not stay there for long because the energy in that place was so intense that I was shaking I was I was shaking I was vibrating and I was like I can't I can't I can't breathe I can't and it was like a panic attack but it wasn't me yeah and because all of those people died there and I felt every one of them and I was just like oh my god get me out of here get me out of here get me out of here and so it was it was tough it yeah. was really tough yeah yeah it's just weird <laughs> Well, Jules, thank you so much for sharing your story yes. because I know like it was a great experience for us. I think it was a really, really great show. Again, thank you everyone for writing in and sharing your stories. Um, I wish cool stuff like that happened to me. <laughs> yeah. Where are you ghosties? I don't uh, really want to know. I don't really want to yeah, know. You maybe because, don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, again, if you want to send in your feedback, you can send it to demonspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. Nevermore, where can folks find you on the internet? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at Quoted Nevermore. And I'm also on Twitch, which is twitch.tv slash geek asylum. And that I'm hoping to stream tomorrow. Yay. That is the goal. <laughs> I'm hoping to stream tomorrow. And I have little goodie bags. I'll tell this to the chat room because they'll know ahead of time. I have like 10-ish little like candy goodie bags that if people come in trick-or-treat while I'm streaming, I'll mail them to you because I'm Yay. super excited about that. So yeah, so I'm there and that's my Etsy. And I forgot to tell you guys, I got glasses yesterday. <laughs> I ordered glasses. I forgot to tell you. So I'll send you pictures of those later. But oh, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> I forgot to do that in my whole, like, this is what's happening speech in the oh. beginning. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Jules, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG. And you can find me also at uh, Torrin Think Tank is my other show that I do. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Torrin Think Tank. And that records Thursdays at 8 o'clock Central. And, and what's happening at BlizzCon? 
Oh, BlizzCon. Yeah, you can <laughs> you'll so you'll you'll find me at Con Before the Storm on Thursday. Of course, the CTR party on Friday. Um that is from 8 p.m. to midnight uh, in the Hilton second floor. So if you want to come and say hi and let, uh, and hopefully Nevermore and Jocelyn will be there for a good portion of the night too, because you want to like tell us that you listen to this podcast because we want to to meet you. We love meeting you. Um, that was one of my and, highlights uh, of BlizzCon last year, actually. Um, the number of people yeah. that came up and said because we had just started slaying demons. Yeah. So yeah, the it was number so of people new last year. Up, yeah, and yeah. said, "Hey, I listen to slaying demons, and you've helped me, and just uh, made my heart explode a little." <laughs> and yes. you'll be at Con Before the Storm too, so we'll all be around there also. Yeah, right. And then also at Jules's thing at the Hilton the next day. So right, yes. So yep, CTR party Friday night, eight PM to midnight. Wonderful. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. And again, if you want to send in your feedback, if you want to talk to Jules, if you want to tell us all of your cool stories, whatever you want to do, that's uh, you can send emails over to demonspodcast at gmail.com. And our Discord is discord.gg slash Joss Plays. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.